here we are with another hey. episode of What About Now? What about now? Hey, it's a twofer. It's a twofer. <laughs> it's a twofer. It's, it's a double play. Yes. Uh, yes. It depending it's, on uh, on how you're listening to this. This is pretty much recorded back to back, so you get two for the price yeah. of one after not having yeah. us for a month. It's so an Oreo double stuff. Oh my! Go. Oh my! So, so. Yeah. Let's see. So we might drop both at the same time. An entire. An entire month's worth in one fail, one fell swoop. Try to make up for lost time for all those clamoring for the What About Now podcast. So, all right, um, I know we're a little behind the times, but we're going to be reviewing a movie that just came out. We're going to be doing The Godfather. <laughs> uh, I, thought I don't we, know if you I, guys have seen this thing. I thought you were doing God with the Wind. Oh, okay, we, we went recent. <laughs> I don't know if I was alive, frankly, for either of those movies. Did The Godfather? Yeah, I think The Godfather came out in '71. Was it seventy one or seventy two? I don't know, but so yeah. Either way, even if we were alive, it wasn't uh, something we could remember. So, <laughs> but uh, I, uh, it always annoys me, like when I'm talking to my, maybe my nieces, and like they give me crap about old movies. It's like, well, I've seen plenty of old movies that were out when I was young or uh-huh. not alive. It's like like The Graduate. I mean, I remember the first time I saw The Graduate. You know, <laughs> history, come at, on, I mean. history existed before our lifetimes, and we're allowed to go back and explore it. So, uh, And, uh, yes. you know, just because a movie may be black and white doesn't mean it's not good. <laughs> Ooh, black and white. You know, honestly, the only black and white movie that I can think of that I've seen, not including Clerks, was probably the original Great Expectations Starring uh, Sir Alec Guinness as like a like a eighteen year old or something. Yes, yes. So that's the only black and white you you haven't seen even things like Psycho or The Elephant Man, which are newer movies done in black and white. Um, uh, I've seen. I think I've seen parts of The Elephant Man. Yeah. Okay. But like old school original black and white, I've not. No, I've not wow. seen. Nothing. Huh. I can't think of anything. No, I've probably seen a couple. I think I saw. Was the African Queen? That might have been no, that color. Was, that was color. That was color. Oof. Um, How about the yeah. Maltese Falcon? Or no, 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 nothing. Ooh, black and white movies. Original black and white movies. I mean, does it count? Like the first season of Gilligan's Island that was in black and white. Uh, yes, it was. Yes, it was. So it was the first season of Bewitched, I believe. And I know. Wasn't I Dream a Genie in black and white as well? I the first don't season? know. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird because it was in the '60s, right? Why were yes. they doing black and white in the '60s? I, uh, I think it could have been because even though color technology was available, it depended Nobody on had TVs. Exactly, how many people actually had color yeah. TVs? I think they waited the for 60s? those. Well, <clears throat> things are expensive, and not every every home had one. So, well, what uh, Mayberry, which you call Andy Griffith show, that wasn't that all black and white? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Mostly, what else? I think maybe black later movies, seasons huh? were were color, but. Uh, um, the majority of it was black and white, I believe. Now, does it count if, like, in the 1980s, um, I watched a lot of TV on a little black and white television? So does that count if I watched a color movie in a black and white TV? Uh, sure, but I don't think Ooh. that means... I sure, I don't think that means the A-Team is considered black and white television. So. <laughs> so I, I used to watch that, that awful, like, god-awful, like, rabbit ears, black and white. Oh, my God. Probably, like, maybe it was, like, a 10-inch TV or something. Oh, yes. Like, you know? And you had the aluminum foil on top of the rabbit ears, and you would, like, have to... to sometimes you would... Could, if if the weather was right, you might be able to get something out of, like, 
West Palm Beach and you could just adjust it just a little bit, you know? <laughs> First of all, I'm impressed that you said aluminum foil and not tin foil. Oh, aluminium. <laughs> <clears throat> so. So, what's on the agenda? So, this. Well, Before we uh, we put our listener to uh, sleep, let's see. This is Flumageddon Part Two. Flume Flumageddon. So, <coughs> Flumageddon 2018. This is the long-awaited episode that will deal with our review of Star Wars: The Last Jedi. The and, Last Jedi. Yes, and I know people have been clamoring for this this review. Uh, people love it when we review a movie that's two months old. <laughs> but it was not intended to be two months old when we when we concocted this idea. But uh, it just circumstances have forced it. But I think it's a good time to finally get in, break down this movie, and and, and see where we stand on it. Maybe people will consider it like uh, pleasantly refreshing because it's sort of faded from pop culture, and now that it's back, it's it's like you know because like but right when it came out, everybody was doing the reviews. And now nobody right now is doing the reviews, so now we've gotten past the overload, and people maybe are willing to listen to a little review again. Yeah, yeah. It, it might be a, a something fresh, you know. While everyone's looking for a Black Panther review, we're going to give them a, a Star Wars review. So, or while they're looking at the, the trailer for Solo, we're giving them the Last Jedi review. But... So you always want to be like a movie behind, like a, a, a giant movie behind... <laughs> Hmm. Now, what 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 would be a target audience or things that are always like two months behind? Like, like who? Like, what's a what's a demo that's always like two months behind? Like people that just recently got uh, out of lockup, out of county lockup. Uh, not yeah. not prison, not prison, because that's the people. Those people are up the river for Link, years. But like maybe somebody who was in jail for a month and is like, Link, man, finally I get to go watch Last Jedi. Lengthy hospitalizations. Uh, oh, okay, uh, all right. People with small right. kids and no babysitters, which uh, for me a lot that's of times us. is the case. Yeah, yeah, so, that's us pretty much. Yeah, exactly. But uh, no, I managed to swing. I gotta. Yeah, we're gonna go see Black Panther. I I, I put my foot down with Star Wars and the Marvel movies. We saw. That's right. You didn't see Thor, did you? I saw Thor. Yes, I did. I did. See oh, Thor. oh, you did see Thor. Okay. Yes, uh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was Thor good. was great. So. But. Uh, so. So just may. Oh, maybe the audience is just parents who are just a month behind. Oh yeah, or or two or two months, or or maybe people who wait for movies to get to the value cinema. Yeah, the, the, the do, they, <laughs> do they still have those? I think so. I think in some places they still have value cinema. You know, Dollar Tuesdays huh. or two dollar Tuesdays or whatever. So yeah, I'll, I'll give I'll give I'll give those people the 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 benefit of the doubt. Okay, but so can wait. Hold on a second. Let's just think this through a couple steps further. So do those people can do, can they afford? Like a broadband connection to download our podcast. Do they have the money for a smartphone? Like, like if they can't afford a regular movie theater, can they afford somehow to listen to our podcast? Like, what what's the cost? Well, most people most people have a cell phone these days. It's it's almost smartphone. Yeah. Okay, so a smartphone, but yeah. they probably have a shitty data plan. They're gonna burn their precious data. Unlike our our download of our podcast, and we thank you for that. That's very sweet of you. So, uh, I'm glad those. So they're probably those they're, of they're you probably the, using Wi-Fi. The, the eight gig data plan from Verizon. If you're spending, <laughs> if you're spending like a, a quarter of a gig on downloading this podcast, you know, thank you very much. And if you are listener prime, I'll throw in something extra for you if you tell me that you have an eight gig data plan and you spend some of your valuable data downloading this podcast. I'll find something special for you. Interesting, interesting. 
So, but we must make this disclaimer then. This is very important. If you are one of the people we discussed that have just gotten out of lockup, gotten away from a lengthy hospitalization, have kids that don't allow you to have any life of your own, or you're waiting for that value cinema uh, Tuesday matinee, you and you have not seen The Last Jedi yet, this is not spoiler free. This actually, it's completely spoiler full. It's spoiler um, before, full. before, before. Okay, I want to have like a lightning round where we do nothing but all the spoilers. But I just wanted to point out: what if there's one listener that, in fact, in all four of those categories, they just got out of lockup after a lengthy hospital stay, and they have kids and no babysitter, and they will always go to the dollar theater. What if there's one person that actually is in all those categories? If you can provide me with some discharge papers, <laughs> a photo of your child, and uh, a, a stub from a value cinema near you, I'll give you something extra, extra special wow. if you're listener prime. <laughs> and it would be one of those, like, did they go to the hospital, then the lockup? Like, they got into a car accident because they were drunk driving? I was thinking I was thinking more like they got into a lockup and they must messed with the, the wrong guy and they went to the lockup hospital. You know, they went to the prison. The, the lockup hospital. Yeah. yeah, but then they went back to lock. You don't. You don't just like. Leave. You think they spent their whole term in the hospital? In yeah, the pretty much. Hospital? Pretty much. Yeah. Prison hospital. Whatever. Yeah, huh. exactly. Yeah. And they got out. Yeah. Then they got they out, were, and they're like, "All right, I want to go see Jedi." Maybe they were locked up for a crime they didn't commit, and while they were getting their jaw rewired, the person that did commit the crime got caught, and then they were free to go. So. And then the only place they could see it was at the theater. Exactly. Because their shitty kids wouldn't let them go anywhere else. <laughs> okay, so we, we've we've so, painted quite a picture here. Yes, so for this is a spoiler-filled review of the Last okay. Jedi. This is not from somebody who hasn't seen the film or and and still intends to. So if you're one of those people, yeah, uh, go listen to our last podcast again. That was right. it was let's really all, good. Let's, right now, right now at the top, we're gonna get all the spoilers out of the way. Let's alternate. You go, then I go. Go. Give me a spoiler. Ray's parents are drunken nobodies. Uh, let's see. Uh, Luke dies at the end. Snoke means nothing and gets killed halfway through the movie. Uh, let's see. Princess Leia does not die despite the death of Carrie Fisher. I found that I found out that I find Laura Dern attractive when she has purple hair. Huh. She um, never did much before for me, but something about the purple I hair. I don't know if that's a spoiler. I don't know if Matt Hunt. Uh, well, people it surprised the hell out of me. That. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Um, we saw appearance of y- the Force Ghost of Yoda. Uh huh. We lost. Our good friend Admiral Akbar. We did. That's right. Akbar died. Who Akbar. else? Who else? What else? Um, is that pretty much it. Is that all the spoilers? I think, as far as spoilers go, uh, that that's about it. So, um, oh, and there's a bunch of people that don't like the movie and are pissed at Ryan Johnson. Is it pronounced Ryan? Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Correct. Okay, I, just, I just don't know. I just didn't yeah. know the answer. To yes, that. it's it's the Irish spelling, but yes, that is Ryan. So, like uh, my 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 favorite mispronunciation of all time is like uh, from the the the, the Bee Gees, the former Bee Gees of uh, Morris Gibb, because as Americans we pronounce it Maurice. Maurice yes, it's, it's it's Morris. It's Morris. That's the British spelling. It's Mor Morris Gibb. Yes, yes. Even though it looks like Maurice. 
Exactly. So, and uh, a little shout out to a friend of ours who used to actually work at the paintball shop owned by the late Morris yes, Gibb. Yes, 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 he did. He uh, he was very very uh, upset by that. Um, he he said Morris was one of the nicest people you could ever meet. Uh, it was he had not been working there very long when Morris passed away. So, uh, and my he. Did a very kind thing for my mother for her birthday. He uh, he bought he had gotten the copy of the concert the Bee Gees had in Vegas, and one night only. The one night only, and it's it, a great. But it's a it's a fantastic concert. Yeah, and, and I, ha- I have that DVD. And he got that for my mom. But the the thing with this particular DVD is he had it autographed by all three of the brothers. So my mother has a copy of that DVD autographed by Morris, Barry, and Robin. And her first reaction when she saw it was, wait, where's Andy's signature? No, her first reaction was to pretty much try to cut me out of the will and put my friend into it. <laughs> oh, jeez. But, and, and, yeah. and, and the, the sad, eerie thing about it is, uh, this was about a week before Morris passed. So, this is probably one of the last items he signed. So, that's... All right, now so now we've brought everybody down. Let's go yes! back to our... <laughs> Spoilers. This was back in 03, right? I believe so, yes. So, <coughs> so all right. So, going to go all the way from 2003 to 2018. Let's get in the... It's not the way back machine. That'd be like the, the way forward yes. machine to 2018. Okay, so we've we've gotten all the spoilers out of the way. Um, so, my first question to you would be, how many times did you see it? Because I saw The Last uh, the last Jedi. I saw it twice. I have managed to see it three times. Uh, Whoa! Oh, yes, three yes, times? three times. The first time I saw it was, of course, uh, myself and my wife, uh, opening night. Um, opening night? Opening. You're one of those people. Oh, I for Star Wars, I am. Uh, oh, I, I used to be opening night for all the big movies, and as I got older, that has changed. But I'm still that way for Star Wars. Um, yeah, no, I can't yeah. deal with that crap. Yeah, no, I, I, I make... But I live in a place where it's that's not a problem. It's, you know, uh, my town isn't a super big town, so I can go see a movie opening night and it will be, it might be halfway to three quarters away full, but I don't have to line up all day to see it. I can basically get there maybe 30 minutes to an hour before showtime and get a perfect seat. It's not a problem. So even but you bought your, but you bought your tickets how far in advance? Oh, I bought them. I bought them like the week they went on sale, pre-sales. But oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. So and how far advance was it? That was like a month or two in advance, I think. So okay. I didn't. Right, I don't yeah. think I got them first day, but I got them that week. You know. So it now the latest thing is some of the newer theaters, they're because they're trying to get the audience back that has like left the theater go, theater going experience, and so like there's a, a theater we go to regularly. Where you get your, um, you get a signed seat. Everybody, it's, every seat's a recliner, and you get an assigned seat. Oh yes, yes. Uh, so you don't. So there's no lining. Right, up. right. We we've had we have that in my town as well. It just opened up within the last couple months. It's a it's a smaller theater. I but I didn't go to that one for for this this movie. I went to the, oh that's the, great. Yeah. Oh that's. Great. I went to the bigger one. So I saw it. That's the first time I saw it was opening night. And then I saw it like twice within a week, and this was like last month. This was like the end of January. I saw it. I saw it once. I went on a on a Tuesday after work just by myself because I just kind of wanted to watch it again, you know. Without now that I had seen it and I'd gotten all past the 
the the particular plot developments and the surprises and stuff like that i wanted to kind of appreciate the movie in, in a different way and it yeah and it made a big difference it really it, I, I enjoyed it much better the second yes. time because i wasn't just trying to keep up and take everything in exactly. and the surprises and what's going on the second time I was like so i knew the basic structure and i knew yeah. the surprises and i enjoyed it a lot more the second yeah time. and there's so-, so i still i hadn't i hadn't memorized all the jokes so you know the jokes were still kind yeah. of surprising and i hadn't memorized everything and and there was a lot of subtlety in that movie <coughs> there's a lot of subtle things that uh, uh some people missed the first time i think i missed one of them the first time uh, Ooh, what'd you miss the first time i i saw it uh my wife caught it i didn't i didn't see the jedi scrolls in the cat in the uh drawer of the millennium falcon oh yeah i saw i saw that um one of the youtube videos about it or something pointed it out one of the, yeah you know, i like the no but uh, but i i didn't catch it but she did she goes oh look there's the scrolls i'm like oh crap there's the scrolls i didn't even catch that and i was looking for it I was yeah like, just like it's boom. really quick it's the part where finn opens the door to get, to get a blanket to put on rose and the scrolls oh. are right there right next to it it's just a blink and you missed it the second thing that i did catch that a lot of people did not is at the very end the small child the stable boy uh you know he goes out and he go- gets the broom to sweep the 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 ground mm-hmm. and then he sees the uh the the what looks like the Millennium Falcon I guess streaking across the sky and he raises his broom up into the air. What a lot of people didn't catch and I did is he did not grab that broom. The broom that was, that was obvious, dude. He's uh, using the force. Yeah, but there was a lot of people that did not catch that little force move. They didn't see that and they and they didn't get it till afterwards. So I actually no, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Well, there 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 was several I know that didn't. And like, oh really? Yeah. So. Um, th- there's a lot. Of... Were, the, were these were these blind people or were they like really really drunk? It was or both. It was it was more subtle than that. It wasn't like he. No, no. Yeah, no. I, he he moved that broom maybe a a couple of feet, not like from across the room. So, it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't overdone. There was you know there it could have easily been overdone where he could have like rotated it from across the room, but it was basically. Laying against the wall, he stuck his hand out, and it moved, a, what, a foot, two feet to his hand? Oh, I don't so, know. So. Okay, so i got to ask you this. On a scale of 1 to 173, what would you rate the movie? Oh, wow, from a scale of 1 to 7... No, 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 no. On a scale of 28 to 172, what would you give it? So, 172 being, like, Empire Strikes Back, and 28 being, like... Freddy, oh, no, Freddy no, no, no. got fingered. It's, this is this is not, this is not a linear scale, like, like, the middle numbers are great, the high numbers are bad, and the low numbers are good. This isn't completely. This is a completely random scale. So okay. If, if you All right. so for example, no, I, I pick, get it. I pick, get it. I get it. Okay, I got it. So well, by that scale, I give it a Q. I give it a Q rating. Oh, nice. Very nice. You give it a Q. Okay. I give it a Q. Okay. So so you thought it was not bad. Not bad. Q. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, and oh, by the way, the third time I saw it, I took my, my kids to see it and yeah, they're, they're still too young for it. They, they, they stuck in there. Too violent. No, 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 not that. It's just, it's just too long. <coughs> they're used to shorter <coughs> talking animals and, uh, this was just too long. Uh, my, oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second though. There was a talking, there was a growling Wookiee. That's a talking animal. Yes. And they love, they love the Wookiee. They love the Porgs. Uh, my daughters love Ray. 
Um, but my oldest like fell asleep in the last 15, 20 minutes, and my youngest kept going, "Is it almost over?" You know, she's wow. She, well, she's three, dude. <laughs> I mean, and you're like, yeah, you're yeah. you're not my child. Yeah, no. So they 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 do they they did well, and they had stuff that they really liked, but it was too much. I I think it's it's too too much for them at this this point. So let me ask you this. Let me just completely derail the conversation. When you're, let's say something maybe one of your kids is acting up do or whatever the situation is do either you or your wife ever use the phrase in sort of a derogatory term ever say things like your child as opposed to our child all the like, okay. fucking time <laughs> but 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 i'm not the one that does it that's my wife my wife does that all the time do you Guess know what, what your, your child, child yeah when whenever i never do that Whenever my child, whenever one of my children does something that she finds negative, and it's a trait or characteristic that she sees in me, Uh, that's when she really goes for it. Look what your child did, just like you. I'm like, I think that's pretty awesome, so that's great. What am I going to be upset about? (laughs) I like me, so... I uh, I try to avoid doing that. I I because like this is very negative. So it's always our child. Yeah, yeah I I, I, I my I, wife my wife does it too, and I never do it. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, no, it's it's what your daughter yeah. did. Yes, what your daughter did. Do you know what she did today? What your daughter did? Did she say something uh, derogatory about a family member <laughs> in a condescending way? <laughs> is that what my child did? <laughs> But yes, um, so so let's uh, let's kind of go back to this review. So uh, I know when we initially you gave it a Q, you yeah, gave it a solid. Q. I gave it a solid Q. Um, Wait, hold on a second. I'm gonna give it on a scale of twenty-eight to one seventy-two. I'm gonna give it uh, a one hundred one. Okay. And a one hundred one is pretty high. That's pretty high. Translate that's, that. Yeah. That's like four and a half. Yeah, four stars. I'll say four stars. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's good. That's good. And I'm I'm glad you came around. I I, I know because when you first. When you first came at it, you you didn't know exactly how you felt about it, and, I, and and to an extent, neither did I, because it did really kind of subvert my expectations of what I thought I was going to get, and I you know I I fall into the fanboy trapping sometimes. You know, it's like we all complain that we want something new and exciting and stuff like that, but then we all have these expectations of what. Star Wars means to us and what we define Star Wars as. And if it doesn't kind of fall into the box of what we've defined as Star Wars, we're not always sure how to deal with that. And I think that's what's happened with this movie for a lot of people. Um, this is... I remember when we first talked about it, I said this is the most polarizing one. And, and I haven't changed my mind about that. Just mainly because I've spent a lot of time kind of reading reviews on this and, 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 and reading from different fans' points of view. And there is there is a... I'm not going to say it's a majority, and I'm not going to say it's evenly split. I think it's still a minority, but it's a healthy minority of of fans that really don't like this movie. And I don't know how, because regard, like there's some things I liked, some things I didn't like in terms of how they dealt with things we'll get to, but like... Overall, just like I, it was enjoyable. Yeah. So the first thing is, it's like it was an, it was a fun ride. It was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very actually quite funny. There was a lot of good gags that made it lighthearted. Right. You know, good action sequences. 
Um, you know, a couple things bothered me. Like again, and these are, some of these were not really original thoughts. I was like sort of reading reviews, and it was like, oh yeah, that, that's a good point. Things like, like maybe the, the fact that Luke would like have a moment of weakness and try to kill his nephew. This is the guy who like like basically was gonna get, sacrifice his own life to save his father. Suddenly he's gonna be like. Ah, that little piss ant, and just like I, 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 have I've read cut, cut, I've read cut the head off his nephew. I've read that, and, and I understand that, but I think they missed something about Luke, and that Luke has always been impulsive. He has always been quick to react and slow to think about the situation. Everything from, you know. Going, you know, leaving Dagobah to go rescue his friends when he was warned not to. He was warned not to face Vader in Empire Strikes Back. And he charged ahead and did it anyway. And this idea that he was just, in Return of the Jedi, was just a saintly guy that just wanted to, you know, save his father. That was his mission. But people forget, he did lose his temper in Return of the Jedi. He did go crazy on his father when he felt his sister was threatened. And he chopped his hand off. So there was a moment of that anger and that aggression that we saw again in Last Jedi, even in Return of the Jedi. And what happened? He stopped, he thought about what he did, and he put his lightsaber down. The same thing he was doing in The Last Jedi. This is a characteristic that's not new to Luke. This is a characteristic that's very consistent with the character. So so I I, I saw that and I didn't... (coughs) I understand it. I think I understand it because... The contingent of people that don't like The Last Jedi, and this is the contingent that I respect. Because there's two contingents. There's the contingent that don't like it for, I think, legitimate reasons of how they interpret it. And there's people who don't like it because of political reasons. And these are poisonous people that I really don't care about. So Poisonous? Oh, um, these, these, are, these are Trump supporters that will throw out you know terminology like libtard and sjw online left and right they're more upset that women and minorities have bigger roles in these movies than they are anything else they complain about the constant diversity being crammed down their throat by kathleen kennedy and disney diversity Hmm. diversity you know they get upset about anything they think it's some type of liberal agenda to indoctrinate our kids and take star wars away from the rightful ownership of white males everywhere not just white males, but let's let's forget it was British white males. Yes, British white males. So you may fire when ready. <laughs> so that that contingent of Star Wars fans that don't like Last Jedi for those type of reasons, they can kiss my ass. I really don't care what they like or don't like. So all right, so we got so we got that. That's good. We addressed that point. So I think you've kind of swayed me a little bit there. Um, now, I mean, again, it was kind of disappointing that we didn't get to learn a little bit more about Snoke. Um, and then the other hand about Ray's parents, but there's some theories floated about that maybe back he was lying. Um, God, just like names, names fail me right now. Uh, wait, hold on a second. Don't tell me. Let's see. There was Snoke. There was Finn. There was Ray. There was Kylo. That's Kylo. right. Kylo. Maybe Kylo was lying to her. So it'd be nice if it turns out that her parents were somebody famous. But like that, you know, like the big ho hum letdown. It turns out her parents were nobody, and that Snoke was nobody. Or um, we don't find out. But um. Okay, let, let me let me kind of address those one at a time. Um, Snoke uh, might be one of the closer ones that I have a, 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 a somewhat problem with because I am interested in his story. Um, but I think that is, again, more of a building of what Star Wars has become than what Star Wars originally was. 
Because, again, if you're stripping this movie down to what Star Wars just the basic is, is we have always had that baddie that we don't know anything about. We, If you were in 1983 and you just walked out of Return of the Jedi, you knew nothing more about the Emperor than you know about Snoke. All he was was an old guy that had powers of his own, that was the boss of the guy in black, and wanted to squash the Jedi. You didn't even know the Emperor's name in 1983. Palpatine didn't even come in until the prequels. Well, actually, it came into other source material afterwards. But, as far as screen time, Palpatine wasn't even mentioned until the prequels. And that's 1999. So, if you walk out of Return of the Jedi, you watch the Emperor come and you watch the Emperor go, and you still didn't know jack shit about him. You didn't know where he was from. Didn't know his name. He was yeah, just, that, like, he was just the boss, and that's what Snoke is. Yeah. Snoke is the boss. He he is the obstacle in Kylo Ren's way. Except for this time, instead of Kylo Ren getting redemption by killing Snoke, Kylo Ren goes further to the dark side and gains power by killing Snoke. Snoke is not important. Snoke is not the villain. Kylo Ren's the villain. I still want to know where he came from. Come on, just give me like a line or something. Like, where was he? I guess the question is like, well, where was he? Well, here's like during here, all the here, original here's, trilogy. Here's the great thing for fans: you're gonna have that opportunity. If it's really a, if it's really something you want to know, you're gonna have that opportunity. We've got two new trilogies coming our way: one from Ryan Johnson, one from the the uh, the creators or the, the the showrunners of Game of Thrones. Uh... Nobody knows what the trilogies are about. Are they going to be set in the future? Are they going to be prequels? Are they going to be at the same time but involving different characters? We don't know. Is it going to be the same time involving the same characters? We don't know. But there is a possibility Snoke is addressed in one of those things. If it's not on those, it might be on one of the several, I said several, streaming television series that Disney is planning for their Disney streaming service. Oh my it might be in one of the comics, which they still do. It might be in the multitude of books that they still do. There's so much different source material out there for <coughs> Star Wars fans that it's easy to find this stuff. We don't know it in that movie, and there might be a lot of people who are like, I don't want to do research to find out about the guy, and I understand that. But for what I'm saying is... Just because we don't know now doesn't mean we never will know. And the parallel between Snoke and the Emperor is still complete. It's still the same thing. A, a bad guy that's not really the ultimate problem. Vader's the problem in the original trilogy. Kylo Ren's the problem in the new trilogy. The Emperor and Snoke are just a guy that was pulling the I think strings. I think the difference is, is that there was no trilogy before the original trilogy. So like, okay, the Emperor is just this guy that we introduced. But like... It's like now that we had that original trilogy and then this giant gap and then 30 years later we had this new trilogy, it's like, that's why you're wondering. Like, where was this guy originally? Right. Throughout all the other stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, we, we, we often... I, I remember talking, like, how did Vader get into his armor? You know, like, how did he end up in, in that suit? How did he get all messed up? We didn't know that. There was always talk uh, back then that Obi-Wan beat his ass on, in a, on a volcano and that's ended up actually being what happened in, in Revenge of the Sith. It wasn't a volcano, but it was uh, the, the planet of lava. Um, was it Mustafar or whatever? 
Um, it, they, that, but all that to till, you know, Revenge of the Sith, which was 2005. So basically, from 1983 to 2005 was just basically innuendo and unconfirmed rumor about how Vader ended up, how Anakin Skywalker ended up being in the Vader's thing. So there's always been this kind of unanswered, a lot of mystery. Yeah, un- and what the hell were the Clone Wars? We've known since 1977 that General Kenobi served uh, uh, Bail Organa in the Clone Wars. We never knew what the Clone Wars were. But it was a line that was in the movie, and every Star Wars fan knew that before A New Hope, there was a Clone Wars. But we didn't know what the hell it was. I actually, I still don't know what it is, because I didn't watch the TV animated show, so I'm not really sure what the Clone Wars well, you, is. Well, you saw Attack of the Clones, but, so you got... You got I saw Attack of the you Clones. Got a, but... you got an, I... So wait a minute, were they, they fighting the clones, or were they fighting with the clones? They are fighting with, with the clones. See, the, the, clo- the, the Clone, clone Wars. Wars is... is takes place between the end of episode two attack of the clones and before episode three revenge of the sith so the clones okay, so it's like the clones are the is it like the french and indian war where it's like not the french versus the indians yeah, but no. the french and indian war because we were fighting the french yeah. and the indian the the, the the clone wars the the main baddies in the clone wars are uh still the are, no no the the the, the, the separatists the, the separatists with dooku and grievous kind of leading most of the charge uh, they bring back Darth Maul. That was kind of interesting. Darth Maul uh-huh. comes back to life in that that series. Uh, I know, but... right? Because that's sort of the talking point about. Well, look, you can chop somebody in half; they're not dead. Because like maybe Snoke's not dead. Uh possibly, but I I kind of hope he is. I'm I'm okay with him being dead. He can stay dead. So, uh, I if they give us a backstory at some point, that'll be cool. But as far as I'm concerned, he can stay dead. I actually find Kylo Ren more compelling. Anyway, I find. The development of his character and how it looks like maybe not everybody is redeemable is a much more interesting take than just another... Yeah, but how's he going to learn the Force Lightning? Who's going to teach him? He may not. Uh, that, that's, that's one thing that's never really been addressed, I think, on screen very well, is that not every Jedi can do every power. So it, 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 it was kind of one of the reasons uh, they... They, they said, in, it was like, well, how come Qui-Gon never came back as a spirit to Obi-Wan? Uh, it might not have been something that Qui-Gon learned how to do. Uh, he might not have learned how to do Force Ghost. At least, not while he was alive. And actually, I think in other reading material, reference materials, it's something he learns in the afterlife, so to speak. When he becomes one with the Force, he learns how to become a Force Ghost. But, well, don't you remember he visited Yoda? Because Yoda's the one that said, hey, I just heard from Qui-Gon. Yeah, yes. But you never saw Obi Wan talk to Qui Gon, so it's not something he yeah. he could do like immediately. So and may, and else? and what maybe else? and maybe Qui Gon never learned how to do it with the living, so he just talked to Yoda. But Yoda was a Force ghost himself, so maybe in the f- Force spirit world they could communicate. No, wait, 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 wait. no, no, that was something that Yoda said at the end of uh, Episode Three. That's right. Oh, oh you're right. You're right. It wasn't, nah, yeah, nah, yeah. Nah. All right, we're getting in the weeds here. What else? <laughs> I thought you were referencing Last Jedi. He said. I thought you said something about going on. So. No, that was the end of the uh, Sith. That's right. Sith. You're right. You're no, you 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 are right. So I remember that. He, he. Wow. Did I just win an argument over something Star Wars? Yes, you did. Wow. Yes, you did. Oh my I god. I corrected. I get a point. Do I get a point? Do I get a point? You get a point. Holy points shit! I'm ahead. Point to Team Ted. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
But wait, does that, mean, does that mean I get a point for kind of making you rethink the whole Luke thing and kind of convincing you? Fine, you just want to always keep the score tight, so fine. <laughs> you get a point. I see how this is going to go. <laughs> I'm just asking, you don't have to give the point if you don't want to. <laughs> you have a compelling argument. So, so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Since we've never get, given any ground rules on how we get points, <laughs> it's kind of like willy-nilly anyway, so... It's pretty much exactly the same rules as the point scale from 72 to 120 or whatever the hell I said. <laughs> and, the, and it's not linear. It's, you know, yes. the rule is there are no rules. <laughs> uh, so um, oh. the next the next point <clears throat> of contention, Ray's parentage. Uh, you you said that you, that you think there could be something else, that Kylo Ren's lying to her. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I hope that's not the case because I actually love the explanation of her parentage that might be my favorite surprise in this movie uh i like the idea that we're getting away from a kind of forced monarchy in the star wars movies where it's either a skywalker or a, rel- or a relative of skywalker that does all the heavy lifting i like this idea that a hero can come from anywhere a hero can come from any back one it is not who brought you up or what blood you have in you it's it's what you're capable of that that will make you the hero of of this particular story why that's so american of you yeah well hey what can i say i was born in america but <laughs> uh mm. funny but I, I i like that aspect of it and the one thing i would say about kylo ren lying the funny thing is is if you watch these movies the sith they may misrepresent the truth and they may portray a, a a certain fact in a different point of view that isn't one of the way that we would normally look at it, but they don't really outright lie. Vader didn't lie to Luke; he was his father. You know, uh, even even, uh, even um, Palpatine manipulated Anakin; didn't really outright lie to him. So what are you talking about? He supposed to lie about how. He said that Vader accidentally killed Padme, but that wasn't the case. Uh, yeah, she died of a broken heart, remember? Well, no, but like he said at the end, again, I'm going to win all these arguments at the end of episode three. He said, in your rage, you killed her, remember? But but like that's, that? again, that's not false. That's it. No, because that's look, a, that's I, well, a, I saw some interview with That's a different with perspective. That's a different perspective. But that one could argue that that is absolutely true. That is exactly what he did. In his rage, he attacked her and went after Obi-Wan. She, quote-unquote, and this is a part I've always had a problem with, she died of a broken heart, is what they said in, in, in the end of Revenge of the Sith. She just gave up. But why did she give up? Why did she die of a broken heart? It's a direct result of the actions of Anakin. It's a direct result of what he did. So that's his not, actions caused Emperor her death. Said, no, the Emperor said that you accidentally killed her or something like that. Well, yeah, he did. But what I'm saying is <clears throat> it can be interpreted like that from a certain point of view. Much of what we know about the truth depends on a certain point of view. Obi-Wan. Empire well, now Strikes you sound Man. like Obi-Wan Empire Stri- Force Ghost yes, in, Re- Empire Strikes in Return of the Jedi. Well, it's true. He, you know... Exactly. I, you know, he, so killed, that's, he killed your that's father. That's what I'm saying. Know. The Sith don't outright tell you <laughs> falsehoods, 
but they manipulate that certain point of view. And I think that's exactly what possibly Kylo Ren is doing. But I don't know how, you know, her parents could be, you know, somebody famous and also be, you know, drunkards. I think he was telling her the truth and he was using that truth to manipulate her to try to get her, her on his side. For He thought that that knowledge would devastate her so much that she would give up hope and give in to the same despair that he does. Not knowing that she's a stronger character than that. The whole reason I think in that cave, when that in that cave of, of, of darkness that she, she was uh, in uh, on the, uh, uh, what's the name of the island? The island yeah, I can't, I'm, I'm losing the name of the island. I'm sorry about that. But uh, um, Octo, Octo is the name of the island. Uh, anyway, um, when she went to that, that, that cave of darkness and she saw like multiple images of herself and she saw the mirror and she said, show me my parents. And it showed her an image of herself. It was because, to me, what that meant was she didn't need to worry about who her parents were. What, what they, they gave up on her. They, they gave her away. They threw her away like trash. But she was still a strong enough person. She's got strong enough character. And she's got strong enough strength in, 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 in goodness. That she was able to be her own parents. She was able to raise herself. She was able to be everything that she, everything she ever needed to be what she is was always inside her. Even Yoda said that. Everything that she needs, she already carries. I think that definitely explains why it is probably the truth that her parents were nobody. Because right. the, the cave, Yoda's words... All that point to everything comes from inside her. All the strength is inside her. She is her own parents. She is capable of taking care of herself. All right, so a couple things. I got a couple things in Jack in terms of parallels to The Empire Strikes Back. Um, like the cutscenes, how they're bouncing between two stories. They're bouncing between the Luke story and the not Luke story, like Empire. Right, right. And kind of like, and like in Empire, it was like the chase with Han Solo and Princess Leia, like trying to escape from the Empire. And in this movie, in uh, The Last Jedi, it's a cut between you know Luke as the master instead of the student, but also and then cutting back to the chase away from the Empire. So, and then like finally you get to the planet, and it's the ice planet, and it's the walkers, and they're in the trenches. I mean, right? Yeah, you know, just like big, big Empire vibe there. Yeah, I, that that visual especially, and that that's not accidental. Uh, you know, there's 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 always going to be similarities, and especially thematic similarities between uh, between these movies and. Um, to me, this is a typical middle Star Wars film in that it all, it, the middle, to me, the middle Star Wars film is all about failure. It's all about loss. It's all about our well, it's heroes a, it's act two losing. Of three. It's about, yeah, it's the dark one. Exactly. It's about, it's, you set it up, you have the crisis and you resolve the crisis. Exactly. But, it, act, but it's act two. exactly, it's, it's act two, but it, it more importantly, it's it's about failure. It uh, wherever our heroes meet a question in, in in this middle movie, they always meet failure, and and that is the important part of making the third one 
is learning from that failure. Failure is our greatest teacher. Again, Yoda. So, we had, in Empire Strikes Back, we had the failure of Luke to heed the warnings of Yoda and Obi-Wan to save his friends, to defeat Vader. <coughs> he, he failed in all those quests. In Attack of the Clones, we had the failure of Anakin to heed the warnings about pursuing love, to control his anger when his mother died. Uh, we had the failure to defeat Dooku. We had the failure to capture the Death Star plans. Um, and now in this one, we, we had the failure of, of you know getting away from the First Order. We had the, the, the failure of turning Kylo Ren to good. Um, we had the, the even somewhat the, the failure of, of, of Luke finding a way out of there intact. So it, it's, it's all about failure, and, but, but these characters having a chance to learn from that failure. So, um, so in that way, yeah, it's, it's, it is very much like the originals, you know, but that's, that's done on purpose. What else? What else do you want to talk about? I, that's, I'm pretty much tapped out in terms of my thoughts. Um, uh, okay, well, let, let's let's talk about a couple things that uh, other people have had problems with that I really don't get. Um, a lot of people had a problem with Princess Leia's almost death and the way. Oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, I love. That. I thought it was. I thought it was beautiful. Uh, I, I I've heard people snarkily uh, refer to it as as space poppins. Because she looked apparently like Mary Poppins flying through space, oh, but I I don't know exactly what they wanted from that scene. Uh, I I don't know. Are they upset that we find out she does have enough force power uh, that she can use the force? Well, I've always contended she has used the force. She's used the force in the past. Communicating with Luke and that Power Strikes Back is using the force. She's at least been force sensitive. Let's put it that way. Um, it, and. I think a lot of people misinterpret the amount of ability it would take for her to do that. Um, I don't think it's unbelievable to think that over 30 years passing between the original trilogy and, and now that Luke didn't teach her at least a few things. And I, I, yeah, on the other hand, I was actually I was actually hoping for something. Yeah. I was hoping yeah. that she would have exhibited and, some powers. And, I was like, come on. You know she has the same right. lineage. Exactly. So like... Come on, let's let's see her do a little bit of uh, force magic. And she's not. I was looking forward yeah, to it. And she's not smashing star destroyers with with her mind or anything. She's basically pulling her body through a zero g environment just by tugging on a very large object in front of her and coasting to it. It really, honestly, probably isn't any more effort than pulling a broom to you, as far as that goes. Well, there was some. There was some mentioned that she was keeping herself alive in a bubble or something that because she was in space but she was you know her eyes were open and she wasn't dead right right um i don't know if we want to get too much i think i think we've never really gotten into the hard science science of star wars in the past i don't think that's something we should be doing now and and well, no. and it puzzles me that, that that there are but there are some people that have done that i had somebody go how did the bombs drop in, in, in a zero-G environment? And I'm like, dude, this is fucking Star Wars. This isn't, you know... It's a movie. Exa exactly. Uh, you know, the same way the pilot dropped in the fucking bomber when she fell down the uh, the thing. That's how the bombs dropped, the same way she did. Apparently the ship's zero-G, and they kept going when they were out. So, 
And, you know, they've had momentum. An object at, in, in motion will stay in motion. Anyways, all right, so, all right, all right. It. But, you know, um, there's two... There's, there's people that have been hung up on some of the science aspect of it. I don't get that, but that's me. So what else What else did you have a problem I, with besides... Or what, what else did you have a problem with people having a problem with? Um, one of the things that I, I didn't have a problem with, 100% with, with people having a problem with, was the death of Akbar. Um, I kind of wanted to see a little bit more for him. Um, it was it was it was a quick death, and it you know you do kind of get attached to that character, even though he's never had a whole ton of, of screen time. But he's what do you mean? He was only in one movie. Exactly. Well, he was in two. He was in he was in uh, Force Awakens as well. But uh, oh okay. But, I don't remember him from yeah. Me. He was he was in Force Awakens. But uh, you know, everyone loves the line "It's a trap," and he's become like. An internet meme, and so I think a lot of people have have an attachment. <laughs> no, it's true. I I I honestly think the internet meme has given people more of an attachment to that character than even the movies did. So, uh, I, yeah, I think a lot of people were upset that he died, or maybe the way he died. And I can I can understand that. What I don't understand is all the people having a problem with Holdo. There's a lot of people that didn't like her, and thought that Akbar should have been in that role and that would have completely changed the plot is that was that laura dern yeah. again yeah that, i'm sorry that was the laura dern character admiral vice admiral holdo she was a lord dern character uh and they kind of said well they could have ex- excised her and put akbar in that role but that would have completely changed everything because that that whole plot line only works because poe does not know her because because Poe yeah. doesn't know her, doesn't respect her, and doesn't trust her. He knew Akbar. He so, worked under Akbar. He wouldn't have had the same problem. And and I think there's a little inherent sexism in in some of the criticism of the Holdo character because I because <laughs> I've heard people say, well, you know, if she just told him the plan from the get go, none of the problems would have happened. And my whole thing was. Since when, in any type of military situation, is an admiral beholden to tell a captain anything about anything? That's not the military. That does not how. That's not how it works. The, uh, are you, do you talk? Are you talking about a regular admiral or a girl admiral? I, I guess so. If it's a girl admiral, she has to tell the boy captain how things go. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so I yeah uh, I completely misread that because I was thinking that she, before I saw the movie that she was going to replace Leia. Because they were trying to deal with Carrie Fisher dying, so they were going to write out Leia, and that she was become, going to become like the new leader. Yeah, I thought that was a possibility, possibility as well. But you know, I think when they when they said that they didn't change anything because of Carrie's death, I I think they really meant that. I think they did not expect Carrie to die. Obviously, um, they anticipated having Leia for a third film, and I don't think they deviated from what they wanted to do be- yeah but i'm pretty sure they were going to kill leia in the third film because that's the way yeah the they, pro- they probably would. kill han in the first one kill luke in the second one kill they, leia in the very third possible one. very possibly or she might have been just the one that survived the whole thing you know and just kind of got to retire no it was about out with the old and with the new well she could still have retired you know <laughs> you know there's other ways for the old generation to sit down it's not always just death you could sometimes retire so maybe she could have retired but you know yeah, it probably would have, you know, ended with her death, but, you know. The old, the home for retired rebels, what? Yes, exactly. So. What's, well, what is the, like, Star Wars version of Miami or Arizona? Where does one retire to? It's a good question. Uh, 
Tatooine's a, probably the Arizona one. <laughs> Tatooine might be Arizona. Okay. Uh, as, as far as Miami, uh, Naboo looks kind of Miami-ish somewhat. You know, you have to deal with Gungans, but hey, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, that that was that that puzzled me. So I understand, I understand uh, the 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 Akbar uh, being upset with him dying so quickly. I don't understand wanting to supplant Holdo with him. Um, I know people had some problem with the Canto Bite uh, scenes. Because it was very political, like anti-rich or whatever. You know? I, I, I don't know if it was necessarily anti-rich, but it was definitely anti-war profiteering. I, I, th- I okay. think that's the, there's a subtle difference, but there's a difference. It was de- definitely anti-war profiteering. It's something we didn't see in Star Wars before. I was kind of glad to see it. Um, I thought it was more like how the rich were taking advantage. Like, he's like, look closer and you see, like, the slave boys and the stables and stuff. It was more like how the rich take advantage of the poor sort of thing. Like, the one, like a jab of the 1% sort of it thing. It was. I think it was, somewhat. I mean, we could cloak it in the war profiteering, but maybe it goes... With- but did you know, since since the intergalactic um, uh, empire tax cuts, do you realize that that stable boy was taking home an extra dollar fifty per pay- paycheck? <laughs> He can afford his Costco membership for the year. That's good. Exactly. <laughs> you know about that, right? Yeah. Well, actually, it's a Star Wars universe, so it's the Bosco membership. Uh, see what I did there? Uh, okay. See what I did there? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I want to weasel in one uh, one Trump joke, completely off topic, but uh, since we're talking about Paul Ryan, I just wanted to say that, and this, this is a setup for the joke, but... Uh, Usually I'm not too terribly impassioned about, like, talking a lot about the political climate, other than just, a, you know, it, it makes me nauseous. But I don't, I don't spend a lot of time crazy into research or, um, I mean, I, I do read a lot of news and stuff. But uh, ever since this thing broke with Stormy Daniels, I felt it was my duty to do some research on the topic. Okay. And, uh, whoa, whoa, man, that's, I've done some interesting research about Stormy Daniels. That's oh, okay, okay. And, uh, <laughs> the only research that makes your arm tired, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. boy. Um, okay, well, Stormy Daniels, uh, yes. <laughs> that is quite a little, uh, deviation from what we were talking about, so. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to work that in. Uh, actually, just, uh, honestly, just... wait, hold on. It's not. Because you've seen the forty-year-old virgin version, the forty-year-old virgin. Yes. The movie that he's watching is Space Horse. That's a real movie. Go back and watch it. Guess who the girl on screen is in Space Horse? Kidding me? It's Stormy, Stormy Daniels. Daniels. <laughs> so Stormy Daniels was in Space Horse, which was a porn parody of Star Wars. So you were yeah, on you topic. Full circle. Congratulations. I'm gonna All I'm gonna right. give you a point for still being on topic. Topic. Oh, good, but I'm going to give good. me a point for pointing out that you were on topic. So, <laughs> uh, so, um, so final, final kind of thing about, about the movie, um, itself. Uh, and then I, I got a couple questions for you about the business around the movie, but the final kind of plot point about, about, uh, of the movie itself is Luke Skywalker himself. Um, and I think that's the major point of contention for a lot of people who you know didn't care for the movie but aren't in the you know make america great again red cap wearing crowd 
Um, and some people did not like his evolution. They, 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 you know, you mentioned the, the, the part about him trying to, to, to kill Kylo in the room, but even going beyond that, they, they did not like the fact that he seemed to check out. Um, they did not, um, like the fact that he, he was so much of a recluse and so much of a hermit that it, it seemed so different than the hero that we gr- we grown to know. Uh, and they they didn't you know they didn't even really care for the way he went out with the force projection which was i thought a really cool power but even that was my first when that was my first thing when i first saw it i really thought i i was really one of those ones where i i thought he was going to come in and crush like the new adats with one swipe of his hand and they were going to go down like dominoes and i i saw this like huge like kind of like video game use of the force powers going on right there i thought it was going to be just like so visually unbelievable oh we're going to see him go buck wild crazy and i my my initial reaction actually when i saw that was a was a little disappointment because i think that was that was my box that was my star wars box what i expected this the swashbuckling action scene and to get a a much more cerebral mental uh approach to that to resolving that conflict was was not something i was prepared for when i first saw it and it took me a little bit after watching that movie to realize that that was really in line with the way his character was at that point and when i saw it the second time i i really that just cemented that that feeling for me that this was the appropriate way for luke to to end this was a, a, the appropriate way for that 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 confrontation to go down, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have changed it, you know. At this point, I mean, I like seeing a new force power. Yeah, you know, like oh, because we get to see lightning in the Return of the Jedi, yeah. and we see these projections. Now we get force projection. Yes, the Last Jedi. Yeah. And so a little something, a little something new, yeah. a little power every time. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, how do you explain like the whole the the whole recluse attitude though? Like he completely gave up. So you're you're fine with that. I'm I'm I'm. I'm fine with that because I understand that because I think people and we've talked about this before. We've talked about how when you get older the things that that make us scared and fear is more powerful than when we're younger and that's how people play on 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 the elderly is with fear and with paranoia. Um, and, and I wouldn't say Mark Hamill or, or Luke is elderly at this point, but he's definitely older. And I think just year after year of, of disappointment of and a feeling that he has completely and totally let down everybody he loves. He he feels like he has failed Han and Leia so tremendously, taking their only child and 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 turning him into in his mind, turning him into this monster that there's no way he can continue to to be anything but away from everybody else just and and we even see that he's disconnected himself from the force that's you know she she you know when ray's training she goes i felt this i felt that i felt everything but i didn't feel you that that is kind of glossed over a little bit in that in that line but that means he's completely disconnected himself from the Force. He has tuned out 
completely. He, well, no, that was discussed actually in the movie. He, that was yeah. He they delved into that a little bit. Yeah, more. he he didn't even know Han. You know, Han was dead. He couldn't feel his death because he was you know he not only ex- exiled himself you know physically from people, he exiled himself from the energy of the universe, and I I think that's tremendously heartbreaking and sad that we see our, our, our hero come down to that. But I understand how he got there. And I don't think it's impossible for people to get to that point of, of depression and despair. Uh, when, when everything you do seems to completely and totally turn to crap. Uh, it, it's just like, uh, Episode seven, get off my lawn. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm gonna drink blue milk from a sea cow and uh, get the fuck out of here. You know, but I, mm. I you know, it, it's but it's like we see this though with with the Jedi. He's not wrong when when Luke says that the the, the Jedi were 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 cocky and the Jedi were were sloppy and at the height of their power they let Sidious undermine them. That's exactly what happened. Uh, most of the Jedi, you know, Yoda hid for years. Yoda, what was he doing on Dagobah? He wasn't helping out. Just waiting there for Luke to show up. And then when Luke shows up, he doesn't even want to train him. It's the same thing. Luke has basically taken the Yoda role in more ways than one. He's exiled himself. And when the, when the person seeking help comes, doesn't want to do it. Has to be kind of talked into it. So... You know, I don't, I don't see how that's so different than the Jedi that we know. All right. The the mm-hmm. only one that honestly is consistently kind of in the game is Ben Kenobi. Even when he's exiled, at least he's watching over Luke. You know. Well, that brings us to the next thing. So we're pretty sure we're going to see the Force ghost, ghost of Luke in the next movie. I would think that's probably a given. Yeah. Now, do you remember before I saw it, I made some predictions. About the movie, it turns out I was right by only. Yeah, one. but but you know that's that that's a good. You said the Force Ghost of Yoda, or or uh, that's it. yeah, but hey, yeah, that was that was a good one. So, um, so does that? I mean, do you feel, do you feel that that explains Luke's journey a little bit more to you? I mean, do you were you satisfied with his journey? Were you satisfied with where he was at, or would you want? Did you want a more heroic, more out there? great, let me go grab my laser sword and take on the First Order all by myself type Luke. Yeah, I mean, that'd be nice. That's the Luke that we're used to. That's the Luke that we saw in the first three movies, you know? Right, right. But do you think that maybe this take on it was a... Even though different was, I think, maybe ultimately a a more mature and more satisfying take on the character? I think I think this movie I think what 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 really happened with this movie is that it went to Star Wars fans and it asked them to grow up. And I'm not certain all Star Wars fans want to do that. Well, that's the thing is that you know um depending on what age you were when you saw a trilogy, that's your favorite, right? Cuz like we saw the original trilogy yes. and then you have kids. Yeah. Who saw when they were young, ten or whatever, and they saw the prequels. You know that's their favorite. So, I mean, now that we're grown up, I I don't expect the same feelings from a Star Wars movie. No, we're not exactly when I was twelve years old. We're not going to capture the nostalgia and the and the 
breathtaking uh, excitement that we did when we were 12. So so I'm, I, I think it's time for us to, to look at for different things. And, and I... I and I'm I'm very happy that Ryan Johnson gave us a a maturity a complexity in a Star Wars movie that we're not used to. Uh, I think I, I I think when we first discussed this before we saw it, I said this might be the most complex Star Wars film, and I don't back down from that. I think it is, and after seeing it, I think that complexity has made this one of my favorite Star Wars films. I don't think I can say it's I don't think I'll ever my favorite has always been A New Hope. And that's because that's what it's not the best. New Hope is not the best Star Wars film. Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars film, but my favorite has always been A New Hope. Oh no, no, no! The Phantom Menace is clearly the best <laughs> of both movies. But you know, though it's funny, my daughters love Jar Jar Binks. So as they grow up, the Phantom Menace might be their favorite. Mm. Yeah, but but you know what? That's what you know they they uh, that uh, attaches to them. You know, they're they're young kids. They they do find that entertaining. So. You know it's funny, but I uh, I I think it was the Mark Marin podcast of the interview with Lauren Michaels, and he said something that really resonated with me because, you know, my favorite cast is like the second class of cast from like the mid to late eighties with you know Dan Carvey, Jan yes. Hooks, Phil Hartman, Hartman. etc. Yeah, Mike Myers, Nora Dunn, even Crazy Victoria Jackson. Yeah, yeah, Dennis yes, Miller, Kevin Nealon, and. Uh, Lauren said he knows exactly when you went to high school because that's your favorite cast. So and I'm like shit, that's right, because like he's realized over the years that a person's favorite SNL cast is when they were in high yeah, school. Yeah, and that's right because you're able to stay up late and watch it, and you're starting able to get those jokes, and yeah, you're coming into the world where where you want to challenge the world a little bit. And, and SNL, when yeah. it's good, when SNL is good, it challenges the world. Uh, SNL's not bad now. They're they're hit and miss but they've got some good stuff i was so i was so impressed with uh was it jessica chastain i was really impressed you know, I, with that episode you know, i, like, I missed that I, I have to go back and watch that one i missed that one so i'm gonna predict like an, some sort of emmy nomination for the, her for that wow. episode that's that's wow <laughs> i have to i was i was blown away i was like i was like oh you know watch snl my god like, oh, that's a good one yeah. there's a couple good guys i watched i was like there was like no fat it was just all meat that's... it was all it was great good. wow good. i have to watch that one though I'll go back on Hulu and watch that. So, um, just gonna wrap up the the Last Jedi here, and this is just some the like I said the ancillary business stuff about the the, the movie itself, and not and not the uh, the um, the details of the plot or anything like that. I wanted to ask your opinion. Uh, three things. One, do you th- think that this box office is disappointing, and it's going to end up? Uh, think just shy of one and a half billion dollars worldwide it's gonna be like 1.3 1.4 billion dollars worldwide it is no it is not okay Come on. okay like uh it's it's in the 600 club there's only like yeah. four or five movies that have ever and, broken 600 and, domestic. and the funny one point it's up to 1.3 yeah. uh, worldwide and the funny thing is i did go on the box office mojo <laughs> and I, I wanted to look at something and uh last jedi is consistent uh with with another thing with star wars uh, what's the lowest grossing Star Wars movie of the original trilogy? Uh, probably, I don't know, is it Jedi or is it Empire? Empire Strikes Back. What's the lowest? Well, because don't forget they re-released. Yeah, they no, but it's the, it's, it's the lowest gross. Yeah, they re-released all three of them. Remember in 97, they did special editions for all three. So they re-released all three. But Empire Strikes Back is the lowest grossing of the three. What's the lowest grossing uh, of the prequel trilogy? 
Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. And actually, Attack. It's always this. It's always Attack, one. Attack of the Clones is the lowest grossing of all the Star Wars films. That was actually with, my with favorite. With the exception, movie. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the disclaimer with the exception of the Clone Wars animated movie that went to theaters, but I don't count that one. That that's that was like actually a a bona fide failure. Oh uh, well, yes and no. I mean, it didn't make any friggin' money, but it was a movie that was introducing people to a cartoon series that was gonna be on regular TV. So I mean, what did they really have invested by putting that in the theater? So. The, the the series was going to get done one way or the other. It was just let's see if we can get people you know to pay to go see uh, something that sh- they should be getting on TV for free anyway. And I, actually, I didn't even. I, I th- that was like a rare miss. Yeah, I, I didn't even see that in the theater. Let's put it that way. In fact, I didn't. For shame. In fact, I didn't see that until like months later when it was on DVD, and I didn't like it. And I didn't like it so much that I didn't even start watching the Clone Wars <laughs> the series. I didn't even. I wasn't even interested in the series. Until I went to that first celebration, and I was talking to somebody in line, and they said, I said, I didn't care for the movie. And they said, you know what, we didn't care for it much either. And the series, you know, the first couple of episodes, we weren't sure, but it is really developed, and you should watch it. And I went back, and I watched it, and after the first season, the second half of the first season, it really started to pick up. It was a really good show, and I'm I'm, I'm glad I watched it. So, Well, here's just a little newsflash for you. I've never seen the the Clone War movie. I've never seen it. Um, there's let's put it this way: if you do want to sit down and watch the TV series at some point, then go ahead and watch the movie. At least it'll introduce you to a couple of the characters. Yeah. How about if I watch the movie in black and white? If I can somehow oh, well, find a black and white copy of the I'm movie, I'm sure you still have. Bring it, bring it full circle I'm here. St- bring it full I'm circle. Still, I'm sure you still have your black and white television with the rabbit ears somewhere in your garage that you were supposed to throw out, but you hid from your wife. So go ahead and plug it in. No, because that was never actually mine. It was like, oh, okay. So that one never. Okay. No, they, my mom probably okay. still has that. Okay. I have to call so, her up. Mom, can I have the black yeah. one? So, um, second question. Um, what do you think the disconnect is with the critics and the fans? Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a well over ninety percent. Fans are running about fifty-fifty. Is it really just a bunch of hackers? Because they only saw it once, they didn't see it twice. Uh, well, no, there was there was some word that uh, a bunch. It was a it was a coordinated effort from a lot of those uh, Trumpkins to bring the movie down in kind of like a uh, a spam attack, like, like the, a spam attack on the site. Really? They're trying like they're trying to bring down Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes de- but those... denies it, but but uh-huh. that seems to be what's happening with. It with no, I guess I'll go with my theory that when I just saw it the first time, I was really I had a mixed emotions and it took another viewing to really okay. enjoy it. All right, so that that could be that could explain that. So they saw it and they wrote the review and they saw it again and they're like, shit, I need to change my review. So, and then my third question for you: This is the last Star Wars bit for the night. Um, yes. Why does China hate Star Wars? I just trying to hate Star Wars because I, I don't um, know if you know if if you saw this particular part, uh, Star Wars uh, Disney has made a big push to get Star Wars into China and they spent a lot of money. Maybe well, I mean, was the original trilogy even shown? Uh, not there not till much out? much later, but yeah, because right, that was like the Cultural Revolution, but, right? But the... you know, I don't know if you know this. Uh, the Force the Force Awakens has a very minor uh, scene with Kanji Club, the, the one of the two groups that are after han solo uh for the the wrath tars and stuff like that and the two members of kanji mm-hmm. club are asian actors they're big action stars over in in in, in the asian area they did a couple of movies uh called uh, <coughs> um 
I'm blanking out on the name of the, of the movies, but they're good movies. I've seen them and they're excellent. I'm just, uh-huh. but um, and, and that there were just bit parts, and that was mainly to try to get Asian audiences to kind of go and see it. And Force Awakens made just over like a hundred million dollars there. So Disney tries again with Rogue One, and they cast Donnie Yen. Uh, in in Rogue One, Donnie Yen is a big action star in China. He's done what they call the Ip Man series, uh, which is actually loosely based on the martial arts teacher of Bruce Lee, and uh, he's he's you know a name over in China, and they cast him in Rogue One, and Rogue One makes about sixty million dollars. So it does less than Force Awakens. It does not break big like they think. So they went ahead and they go ahead and they release. Uh, the Last Jedi, and we have a couple of Asian actresses in this, so there's still an Asian presence in the Star Wars movie, and they go ahead and release this. Last Jedi does so bad that it closes after two weeks in China. It only lasted two weeks. I think because part of the reason why Star Wars is such a phenomenon is because of the people our age that saw it in the theaters. That's that's a good part of it, is that they grew up seeing it. But it, 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 it does... I, you didn't grow up seeing it. But it that. does big in places like Korea and Japan and stuff like that. It's just China. You know, it's... it's You know, the global market for Star Wars <coughs> hasn't been a thing since the 1970s. It's been getting bigger as time has gone on. But, you know... Do you say Star Wars is big in North this, Korea? This, this movie still makes about 50% of its revenue from global audiences. So if it made one point... It's actually made more. It's made 700 not non-US. Yeah. So there you go. It, it's it 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 does make a lot of money overseas. It just doesn't do it in China. And it's it's gotten so bad that Solo is going to be released in China. They have changed the title in China from Solo a Star Wars story to Ranger Solo and they've struck in the word Star Wars out of the title altogether. Cuz maybe maybe with like the communist government um, the Chinese identify more with the Empire and the First Order. And like, what are you talking about? They're making them look bad. I don't the know. Good but they love Fast and Furious. China loves Fast and Furious. I mean, they... I know, but like, again, think about it. China, it's like a, you know, very strong, you know, controlling central government, right? It's a yeah, communist yeah, government. Yeah. That's it's a, it, a lot of censorship. It's a, it's a communist capitalist hybrid right now it's really strange but yes there's still a th- yeah but there's, there's still, still author- there's, all, there's no they're, privacy they're, monitoring everything they're authoritative no protests. Yeah. And, and they're also author thank you and, and they're they're also very very guarded about what movies they let into china now I and mean, not anybody can just release a movie in china they only let x amount of foreign films into the country every year so so there's your answer basically is that um they identify more with the empire in the guess, first order i guess Maybe is that is I is that why the Trump voters are hating these movies now too? Because they identify more with the First Order as well. Basically. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that that wraps my Star Wars stuff up. I think I've. Is there anything you wanted to talk about it or add to it or any any? Oh, really? No. That's every thought. That's every thought I had. I enjoyed okay, it. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. So, well, is there anything else you want to talk about tonight before we we wrap up? Anything else you want to touch on? I mean, not really. It's getting kind of late. Um, we've done like an hour and a quarter. I was, I'll save a couple stories for next time. Okay. A little teaser about it. Uh, but I, I just want to mention um, um, I'm getting closer to my ultimate goal of tasting the ruby chocolate. Have you heard about the ruby chocolate? The ruby chocolate. Uh, refresh my mind. It's the mythical fourth, mythical fourth type of chocolate along with white, dark, and milk. Somebody came up with a way to 
come up with ruby chocolate. It's like a reddish chocolate that is not food coloring or anything. Huh. It's strictly from like a different part of the the bean or whatever. I've not heard of this, but and so the fi- and finally they came up with a product where Nestle released a ruby chocolate Kit Kat in Japan. Really? So now I gotta get my hands on some <laughs> ruby chocolate Kit Kat. You can go to the website, the Japanese Nestle website, whatever, and like order some uh, some ruby chocolate. Now here's Kit a question Kat. for you: How much would you pay? At this point in my life, uh, nothing. Yeah, okay. a, a dollar. Because... Uh, no, would you pay twenty dollars? Would you pay twenty dollars for a ruby chocolate Kit Kat bar? No. no would no. you pay ten dollars? Um, is that including shipping? That's including in in total ten dollars. I might. I might. Yeah. Okay. Would you Would you do fifteen? No. So, no. Fifteen bucks for a Kit Kat bar. Okay. No, would you do eleven dollars and sixty-seven cents? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes, that's where so I draw that's the your line. line. I won't pay a penny over eleven dollars and sixty-seven cents. Okay. So we know that if anybody is in Japan and <coughs> wants to sell a ruby chocolate Kit Kat bar to Ted, he will pay you eleven dollars and sixty-seven cents, but that has to include shipping. And it better not be melted. You know, somebody can probably buy them for like 50 cents over there. Probably mail like 10 of them for like 5 bucks. And, you know, charge you eleven sixty seven for each one. So they're going to make a mint <laughs> off of you, buddy. Well, that would be the cool thing is that now that we're, you know, broadcasters. Don't, are we supposed to get free stuff? Ah, People so- are supposed to... I want my free Ruby <laughs> Chocolate Kit Kats right now. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, keep keep hoping. So <laughs> we still we still oh. haven't found a listener prime that we could give shit to, and you want them to give us stuff. <laughs> uh, but we do have a second follower on Twitter, though. That's oh, I haven't checked today. Woo! All right. Yeah, uh, we got two followers. Yay! On Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I know. I knew I should never have taught my mom how to use Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's some random weird guy. All right, so I guess since we're talking about chocolate, just one more quick joke. Okay. Um, trying to make it this quick, but I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it, and I wanted to do a, a, a do-over. I wanted to do a what about now do-over. A what about now do-over. What about now this, do-over, because last... This, this, would be the, last, this would be the point where we insert the soundbite. What about now do-do-do-do-over. Very morning zoo. Sign, very morning zoo sounding, so... Okay, well, you know how I feel about morning zoo. <laughs> you love them! Who doesn't? And also the extra work of me having to do sound effects, that's not going to happen. I got enough work as it is All right. with the post Well, then I'm the sound effect. So let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it straight one more time. <clears throat> what about now? Do over. It's a what about now? Do, 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 do over. Okay, there you go. Wah, wah. <laughs> um, so I can't really say last podcast because that was yesterday, but like the last, uh, the one from a month ago last yes, podcast. The- this is like a the first one of the that we did um, of the year. They are our, our inaugural podcast for twenty eighteen. That's right. That's right. I told a story about how I went to the science museum and then, and so I want to redo that story in in brief, like like give you like the one minute version of that story, the two minute version of the story because I thought of a joke that I think is going to be a really funny joke that I didn't think of until after we did the podcast and I was kicking myself. Okay. So I'm going to attempt to recreate the story in brief and within a minute or so just so I can add the new joke and let's hope it's going to be all worth it. Go for it, George. This is this is an experiment. Okay. So I talked about, you know, let's, just, let's, let's give people a moment 
to press pause and listen to the last podcast and listen to the story. And then, now, okay. And go ahead. We'll wait. Go ahead. <laughs> We're waiting. Go we ahead. Ask a, we okay. ask a lot yeah, of our now, audience. So. Okay. Now that they press pause and they, you know, listen to the story, I'm going to just... We're gonna start. We're gonna do a little do-over. Okay, the quick version is, um, yeah, I went to the science museum and I had a lot of fun. Da 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 da. And uh, the one thing that was, um, one thing that irked me was the fact that, for the science museum, they hadn't really updated their exhibits in a while. And like, for like all the, little, the stations that you like, like the t- you know, like the, the the little exhibits, like the hands-on exhibits, like the the technology was so old. It was like PCs with like a trackball and keyboards and stuff and it was really disappointing and then like if that wasn't bad enough every once in a while you get a little pop-up on the screen that says hey did you like this you can get the cd-rom in the gift <laughs> shop anyway all right so fast forward so all the rest of the haha funny stuff about the uh the science museum and then we leave and we're walking around the inner harbor right next door is the christmas village and my wife wants to go in there and i'm freaking out because my wife is giving me crap about how we don't celebrate christmas and she's has the ner- has the nerve the gall to say that we should go Christmas visit the village, Christmas yes. village and so you know we're walking around the Christmas village and um, one of the cool things was that there's like this little booth it was like a, I can't remember the name it was like some Italian word for chocolate it wasn't just the Italian word for chocolate it was like sort of the, uh, like a, it was like sort of like a marketing name that sounded Italian and uh, like the chocolateria whatever I don't know what it was it was just like this amazing chocolate booth and they had all these amazing things made out of chocolate it was like they had chocolate shoes and chocolate pens and chocolate shovels and all these crazy things made out of chocolate and what did you buy oh i got the chocolate cd rum these pretzels are making me <laughs> thirsty <laughs> anyway so that was the joke i re- i thought that would have been a great joke for the, the story i mean hey, come on i got the chocolate cd rum it is right next to the science center that's that was the joke equivalent of Snoke getting cut in half, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay, so this has been our first and last. <laughs> oh, what? What about now? What about now? Do 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 over. Oh. Anyway, so I just I had to do that. I had to do that. Ah. So would our would our. Uh, our phrase that pays this week be chocolate CD-ROM. Chocolate CD-ROM is the phrase that pays. <laughs> and what do they get? Uh, well, since this is the last last Jedi centric, I will throw in another Star Wars item, but it'll be specifically Last Jedi. My first Star Wars item could have been Star Wars anything. You'll get something related to Last Jedi. Oh, maybe how about some green milk? Uh, yeah, w- w- if we can get some blue milk and keep that <laughs> refrigerated. A blue milk, I'm yeah. sorry. If we keep that refrigerated, <laughs> we'll be great. So, <laughs> some, oh, some sea cow titty blue milk. <laughs> mm. oh, so, man. yes, the phrase that pays is chocolate CD-ROM. <laughs> chocolate CD-ROM. I was going to go with Ruby Kit Kat, but hey, chocolate CD-ROM works well, too. <laughs> so, just to say, you did you did not get any amusement about my, my setup and my... Uh, Chocolate CD-ROM punchline. Uh, no, let, let's there. put it this way: like, like all jokes that were funny if they were told before, that would have been funnier if it were told before. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think the month-long anticipation for the redo <laughs> took a little of its punch. <laughs> <coughs> and I actually, if you 
Listen to the original story. I got the chocolate pen. I believe that's what I actually bought, not the chocolate. And, but the good, the good, the good, good thing about the redo is there's no mention of chocolate Jesus. So no, we're not going to tell that. <laughs> we shall strike that. Ruby chocolate. Let's focus on the ruby chocolate. Somebody send me some ruby chocolate in a sealed container. Because if you send me, I'm gonna be scared. If I just get like a ruby chocolate in the mail, I'm gonna be like, I'm not eating this. I don't know. They're they're trying to poison me. It better be uh, in a case, a sealed a case. A sealed case. So. Straight from Nestle. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you're going right. to have to worry about getting any. So Not from, not from listeners yet. All right. So. All right. So what else? Is that, is that all? No, but since we did all the business yesterday, there's no yeah, business. Yeah, there's just, no business to attend know. to. We've managed to put in a, you know, a good two episodes here. The last, last night is a, about an hour. Well, obviously, uh, the email, uh, Darren and Ted at gmail.com, oh, yeah. D-A-R-I-N-A-N-D-T-E-D, gmail.com. Like, the whole purpose of the phrase of yeah. pays is you email us with the phrase of pays, and, you know, you win all a bunch of useless crap and become Listener Prime. Yep. And if you're interested in what Listener Prime is, just listen to one of our other <laughs> podcasts, because i got a headache, we, and it's time for We've that. been begging for you for, for now, so yeah, just yes. somebody, please, anybody. Just email us. But, uh, and then check us out, social media, at what about now Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. And I uh, got a new logo. Yeah, and can just get, catch us on check us CastBox, out. Stitcher, Pocket Cast, uh, Google Play Music. Google Play Music. Yeah, uh, all these different avenues. And, and hopefully soon. And maybe iTunes, iTunes soon. sometime yeah, in the future. Hopefully. So, uh, anyway, any way you want to listen to us, uh, we're, we're there to, to be listened to. So. Pick us up, enjoy, yes. tell a friend, and they'll tell two friends, and so on, and so on, and so on. So, well, I guess that it that wraps it. up another episode. Uh, it has been it's fun. Been fun, and we uh, finally got our review in, so I feel complete. Uh, we'll, we'll try to get back on track with doing this every couple of weeks, so you won't have another month layoff for people who've been wanting us to. Come not back. not the movie review. The uh, no the podcast, podcast, not a movie. Oh. But you know what? Maybe there'll be a Black Panther review, at least a short one in the next one. We'll see. So, <laughs> Unless you want to do just a um, The Last Jedi review every single podcast. I, the funny thing is, I list, I, you know, ever since we started doing podcasts, I've been listening to other podcasts. Uh, there is a, uh, there's a lot of Star Wars podcasts out there, and there's one called Rebel Force Radio. Uh, I didn't listen to them. I've listened to a little bit of them before, but I didn't listen to all this stuff. But I saw that in their, in their feed, they had, I think it was five or six different parts reviewing and talking about The Last Jedi. And each part ran two to three hours long. I'm like, how can somebody talk for 18 hours about The Last Jedi? <laughs> how can someone talk 18 hours about all Star Wars movies? I mean, the, the movie was only two exactly. hours. Exactly. Like, two so, and a half hours, whatever. So I thing. found that, I, I, I have not sat down to listen to all that. that that's a pretty impressive feat, so... I think an hour and a half was sufficient for us. So there's a fine line between like impressive and pathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fine line. So. <laughs> so fine line. All right. So oh, we can't. I think we forgot our sponsors yesterday, but we're gonna get the nasty emails unless we, unless we mention who. This podcast was brought to you by obviously the last. Disney's Jedi. the last Jedi. Uh, Ruby Kit. Ruby, Ruby chocolate. Kit Kat. Um, uh, the nameless Christmas village that you keep going to. <laughs> Star Wars, I believe. Star Wars and Stormy Daniels. <laughs> what else? What else did we talk about? Um, I don't remember. What are we talk about the beginning? I don't know. I think we're good. I think we got enough sponsors. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Send me the ruby chocolate. <laughs> Until next time, this is Darren. And this is Ted. And you've been listening to What About Now? <laughs>